All right, welcome into Schizophrenic Music. This is Craig. I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, bear with me a bit. I just came off a little bit of a battle with the flu, but I'm on the mend. So all apologies for the scratchiness of my voice. Uh, but we'll get through this. And I'm really happy to bring you this week's Tuesday Triple Play because it's the fifth of this month that we're doing. And this month in particular, we're focusing with no new music. So we're going a little bit more archival. Uh, the first episode I did in particular was based off punk. I gave you some examples of 70s, 80s, and 90s albums. The second one I did was uh, three bands that I love, three of my favorite bands actually, and gave you some B-sides from them. And then this week what I'm going to do is talk about a style of music that I love, but it's kind of a short-lived genre. It's a loosely based genre, and I don't think a lot of people know that much about it. And that is Britpop. And so I'm going to give you a definition coming from Wikipedia. So once again, this is very loosely defined, but I think it's pretty accurate. So, and I quote, Britpop is a mid-1990s British-based music and cultural movement that emphasized Britishness. It produced brighter, catchier alternative rock, partly in reaction to the popularity of the darker lyrical themes of the U.S.-led grunge music scene and U.K.'s own shoegaze music scene. Once again, I think that's pretty darn accurate. I'll also give you an idea of some of the bands that were really kind of on the forefront, maybe four of your, your bigger bands, and that's Blur and Oasis are two of the biggest ones. But Suede and Pulp were two other huge bands back then. In fact, Suede at one point was touted as the next Smiths. Now I'll say, of the bands that I mentioned, most of them are not necessarily fond of being categorized as Britpop. It's just like any other label. Sometimes it's a little too restrictive. And I get that. But what I can say about Britpop and what I took away from it was it was just a fun movement, a very creative movement. None of these bands really sounded the same. It was very unique. And honestly, the music stands the test of time. And now there are several other bands that were really a part of the, the scene that, that had a big name, like the Charlatans, or some people know them as the Charlatans UK, bands like Manic Street Preachers, Manson, Ocean Color Scene. I could go on, on and on with some of the other bands that were a part of this movement. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to focus in on three in particular, of course, because it's a triple play, but these three in particular released what I consider fantastic debut albums. And a lot of the critics agree, too. So the first band I'm going to focus in on is a band called Gene. And they released an album in 1995, their debut album called Olympian. And when it was first released, I, you know, it was getting a good bit of hype. It was right in that wheelhouse of what I was listening to at the time, but I didn't really know what to make of it. I didn't connect with it until probably the third or fourth listen, and from that point forward, I was just hooked. Just a classic, classic example of a Britpop album, and the track I'm going to play for you, of all things, it's the shortest song on the album, but I not only feel like it's my favorite song in the album, but I feel like it is a perfect example of the Britpop sound. Check it out and see what you think. The song is called Left Handed. So once again, from Gene's debut album called Olympian, here is the song Left Handed. Oh, I find the big 
great song once again that was left-handed from the band gene that comes off their debut album olympian released in 1995 makes me want to go back and listen to the rest of that album for sure definitely some jam influence in there a good bit of what i hear throughout the rest of the album is very smith's influence so just a good diverse classic debut album highly highly recommend uh, and makes me want to go back and check out the rest of their catalog. I'll be honest, I'm really not that familiar. But this was one hell of a start. Uh, but one reason why I guess I maybe moved on from them is there were a couple of albums released in 95 and 96 from bands that I absolutely love that just kind of took over. Now, I'll say this too before I tell you who these two bands are. And I've mentioned this before, I think. If the band had Super in their name, I was pretty much destined to love the band. Uh, So the two bands are Super Furry Animals and Super Grass. And I'm going to start with the former. I'm going to start with Super Furry Animals. They released an album called Fuzzy Logic that just absolutely set me on fire. There was nothing like it at the time. It had such an infectious vibe to it. It was aggressive. It was chaotic. And then at moments, it was just pure pop. You know, it was psychedelic. It was glam. It was a little bit of everything. It really was. It was just such a unique debut album. I'd put this album, as far as debut albums go, maybe in my top 25, top 30. I don't know. I haven't really done that deep a dive. But I can say every time I listen to this uh, album, I just smile. I get happy. To me, this is the the pure epitome of why I love this style of music so much. He did such a great job of releasing singles. I think I'm going to play a single. Let me give you the uh, third track here. It's called Something 
for the weekend. So once again, from Super Furry Animals, here is something for the weekend, and this comes from their debut album, Fuzzy Logic. Super Furry Animals there with a song called Something for the Weekend that came from their debut album called Fuzzy Logic, which was released in 1996. Now, this is probably my favorite album from them, but a very close second would be the follow-up to it, Radiator, in 1997. Uh, Gorilla in 99 has some classic tunes on it. Very eclectic album. In fact, they have nine albums, and there's really not a dud in the bats. They're all great. So highly encourage diving a little bit deeper. Uh, But as I said, we're going to move into another super band, and that is the band Supergrass. One of my all-time favorite bands. They really are. And Supergrass, for me, struck a chord immediately with their debut album, I Should Coco. That's C-O-C-O, which is a riff on the phrase, I should think so. 
what a monumental debut album. This thing is just an absolute classic. And they're another one that released just a slew of classic singles. In fact, with every song on here, you really couldn't go wrong. This is truly one of those struggles of, you know, what do I play for you? Caught by the Fuzz was just an absolute blistering single. But I think I'm going to play instead a song called Lose It. I love the melodies in this song, and I just think it really kind of gives you a good balance of what the band can do. So once again, from Supergrass's debut album, I Should Coco in 1996, here is the song Lose It. Supergrass there with a song called Lose It, and that comes from their debut album, I Should Coco, released in 1996. Now, as good as this debut album is, their follow-up album, In It For The Money, was released in 1997, is in my top 20 albums of all time. It is just spectacular. They only have six albums, but their entire catalog is just spotless. It really is. But um, going back to Aisha Coco, just a little tidbit here, fun tidbit. 
you have heard them and you might not even know that you have heard them because if you've paid attention to commercials, specifically to psoriatic arthritis, Embrel has been using their song, All Right, albeit a, a very cheesy rendition of it, it still is so undeniably catchy that they had to use it, and the theme of it is I Feel All Right. So band has had a little bit of exposure, and hopefully they're getting a nice little paycheck for that. But hopefully you found something today that you like. Uh, if you want to dive a little bit deeper, as always, we will have links on the website for you to check some stuff out. But as always, thanks so much for listening in. Truly appreciate your support. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, so if you're on social media or if you're just out there want to give us a shout-out, let us know what you think. If you've got something you want to hear, if you've got any ideas, or if you just want to chat, uh, definitely hit us up. And wherever you listen in, be sure to uh, subscribe. That'll let you know when the latest episode pops up. But once again, thanks so much for listening in. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and until next time, take care.